Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Bit of uh, Hawaiian Islands look almost here to our country. Yeah, it's kind of green and pretty out there. And uh, we've had enough rain around the valley where I think pretty much every mountain range is greened up. And uh, hopefully it just continues. Now, it didn't seem so exciting last night that we got some rain the night before, but the clouds are still here. We're ready. And it can just rain any time. We'll take it all. And uh, it's been sporadic up in the mountains, but pretty good in some places. You know, places getting two and three inches of rain. Uh, might even roll a little bit down into Roosevelt Lake. Keep us on par for a while. Anyway, happy Sunday morning. Welcome to the Woodfield Nursery Garden Show. We have Shira here on phones and music. We have Julie you just heard with the news, and we are ready to go. Uh, you can give uh, Shira a call at 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. We can talk about the landscape of your dreams, your nightmares, what to grow, how to grow it, where to grow it, why not to grow it. If you got a different idea, something fun you're doing at home, a little different, we would love Love to hear from you. It's, you know, we like to cook. We destroy things. We make nice things. And uh, unless we get out and play about the garden, we never really learn. So, lots of different kinds of styles and things to do. You know, we're here in an area that uh, has been known for citrus forever. It's a beautiful Sonoran desert with unique plants from our acatillos and saguaros to, you know, several other different kinds of hedgehogs and things too. So, whatever your dreams, give us a call 602 277 5827 277 KTAR. Looks like our first call. This morning's going to be Linda and Glendale, but after Linda, we got four open lines, and uh, give us a call. You can lead the direction of the program. We can talk about whatever you want to grow. We're here coming into our fall vegetable season, so this after the rain would be a great time to get out and till a little soil, get the garden ready, and uh, we grow wonderful winter vegetables here, and so it's a fun thing to plant. And if vegetables aren't your deal, if you want to grow some succulents, they do great. Beautiful tropical plants, great flowering plants. Plumerias even like it. And I'll tell you one thing, the animals in the desert are much happier than they were a month ago. You know, for the poor little guys that are out there feeding on things, we're going to have a great crop of rabbits this fall. So you rabbit hunters and quail hunters, there'll, there'll be plenty of animals out there for you. Or if we just enjoy watching them in the backyard, you know, the quails are really cool as they come in off the mountains and hang out in our neighborhoods. And they're just fun to watch chase each other around the neighborhood. Anyway, uh, right to the phone, 602-277-5827. There are lines open. And Kira Shira's back here smiling, so give her a call. Lisa, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm out in the garden here, and I had um, giants, three giant squash, winter squash. Mm-hmm. One is a white pumpkin, and uh, but the other one looks like a Mardi Gras-type acorn, okay. you know, uh, winter squash. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I came out. Friday afternoon, I come out about 3 o'clock, and all of a sudden, my winter squash, one of them, 10 by 10, I'll say, feet, is laying all over the ground. My mm-hmm. arms and legs all over each other just wilted to the ground out of nowhere. It was fine in the morning, and then the others are all fine, and they're right next to it, but just that one is just so I put some dirt and fertilizer on it, and it started to perk up a little yesterday, 
But then yesterday afternoon, it was all back on the ground again. Hmm. You know what might happen? Is it too much rain? Well, it shouldn't be. Doesn't doesn't look like there was any kind of critter digging it up or playing with it, does it? Well, there are a lot of the squash bugs I see on it now. But um, that's it. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of catching the early part of the season, and you know, now is when we would normally have a problem with whiteflies, though they haven't seemed to have been too much of a problem this year. And uh, so you're probably no. getting a good jump. And, and that being said, I really wouldn't know what would knock it apart like that unless it was, you know, perhaps you had a, um, a bird in there or a squirrel or something that was like that one. Hmm, well, that was it te- tearing the plant up or the that. plant was just folded over? No. It just folded over one, and it was fine in the morning. And then the flowers are still standing up and opening. Hmm. And there's some uh, there's some squash on it growing, but all of a sudden, just the leaves are all laying on the ground. It looks like arms and legs all over the place. Well, maybe it just got beat down from the rain and hasn't perked back up. I would say a little Sunday morning prayer since it is Sunday, Lisa. <laughs> and the only other thing is, I have a, a dwarf Fuji mm-hmm. and a container. And all of a sudden, now I noticed this week, like uh, the leaves around the edges are turning like a dark gold orange. Yeah, I, I would just leach it out and give it a light dose of fertilizer. It should be, abs- you know, it should be growing fast right now. Yeah. How long is. have you had it's it? All of a sudden. Yeah. About two months. Oh, so it's pretty young. Maybe three. Still. Yeah. yeah I, I, I would just give it a light dose of a balanced fertilizer, like even a miracle grower, Peter's would be good. And, and see if it doesn't oh, work out. Okay. This this should be ideal weather for it to be growing right now. Yes. Okay. Oh, and do you know if fig trees, when you plant them in the summer and it's really hot, like 115, or I didn't plant it, I left it in a container. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I replanted it. Sorry. So I did replant the fig. And all the leaves the next day just dropped off, and now it's just a, a stick. Do you think that would come back? Probably. Um, you know, it can sunburn if it's a real young plant. So I put it like on the east side so it doesn't get half hot afternoon sun. And um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the east. Yeah, and it, and it should pop back out, but it should have little new growing buds on the tips. And it should come back no. within a week or two. It shouldn't take long. No, it's been about two or three months. Mm, that's not good, it's Lisa. That's not, not a good sign. <laughs> you know, and the problem is when we transplant things like that, and they lose their foliage, then they can't take water. And so then it's a matter of getting the water corrected. So there can be a lot of issues. Oh. But, you know, figs are definitely better planted in the winter. Oh, maybe that's the problem. Well, if the wood's okay, still well, green, it can come back out. Yeah. How are you watering well, it? I guess I'm uh from the bottom now i put a tray underneath the bottom instead of doing the top maybe i was watering too much on the top well water and let the container drain through don't let it just sit in water so take the take the tray off the bottom sit it out in the side of the house you know crack a couple eggs over it and give it a little hose down and just see if it doesn't pop back Mm -hmm. out but you should probably water it from you know from the top and so that it's not sitting in water because it's not going to be using much. So you want to let the water run yeah. down through the pot. And I would give it a light dose of fertilizer, too, and see if you can't have it pop some new buds out. Okay, I'll try it. And that is it. Thank you. Good Thanks luck. for your help. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of solutions uh-huh. today, but have a nice weekend, Lisa. <laughs> you do. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Paul and Mesa. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Brian. Good to hear from you today. 
my question is, I'm thinking of planting a Meyer lemon tree in a container in my backyard. It'd be on the east side. Can I do it this time of year, or would it be better to wait? No, it'll, it'll do fine right now, Paul. This is great citrus weather, and what okay. I would recommend is a fairly decent size container. In, in, you know, and to say if you planted a 15 gallon in there, I get one that's like 20, 22 inches, and then okay. the soil that you mix in around the container, I would make it about 60 percent native soil dirt. Okay, okay, so it's going to retain a lot more water, and that way it's going to retain more water and more fertilizer and be easier to maintain and grow for the long run. Great. Also, would it be better, it's going to be in the east side, would it be better to have it out in the yard where it gets sun all day long or up by the patio or would get about six or eight hours? Of well, sun? you know, for starting right now, you could put it up by the patio. The east side, you should get, you know, six to 12 hours of sun, depending on trees and angles and overhang. But... Okay. Um, you know, if you're going to get it out in the yard and running it closer to 12, it'll probably grow better in the wintertime. But for right now, starting it out, I'd leave it a little closer to the house. So we're going more for that six hours to start off with and okay. uh, then move it on out. You know, def- definitely in the springtime, if you'll move it, you know, four or five feet away from the house, at least uh, mm-hmm. it'll get a better bloom and a better crop on it. And Myers okay. are kind of strange. I mean, you might even get a, you know, a bloom on the Myers in October, November, depending on the weather. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, I love your show. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Uh, Diane and Surprise. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Um, for multiple reasons, um, I've not been able to trim my bushes and shrubs around the house. And I was just wondering, my natal plums are way overgrown. The bottle brush, way overgrown. Same thing with the sage, the oleanders. Is this a bad time to trim it? Not really. It's actually, Diane, a pretty good time. It's especially a, the best time to prune bougainvilleas. But um, for pruning, uh, you know, it's going to vary from plant to plant. But if you'll prune sages back now, you're going to get a lot of growth to fill back in. If you have big boxwood beauty natal plum and you want to really reduce their size, what I would recommend is thinning out the top of the plant, just taking pruners and not cutting the whole top off, but opening it up so the sun hits down lower in the plant and then coming back and removing larger limbs later if you want to you know, reduce their size. Um, and even the bottle brush, just you know, as long as you're not going to expose all the wood to the sun, if you want to thin them and reduce their size, it's fine right now. It you know depends on how our monsoon's going to continue. We have no idea, but yeah. um, the weather we're having now is couldn't be any better for pruning. And the same thing with lantanas. Lantanas, you could always prune. <laughs> yeah, they always come back. Okay, that was my only question about the timing because of the heat. Well, okay. today would be a good day because it's not going to be as hot. Yeah. Thank you for much, very much. Thank you. Have a nice weekend, Diane. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. We're going to take a short break while we're gone. We've got four open lines. We're going to come back with Rod from Phoenix, but after Rod, it could be you. Give Shira a call during the break. Number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR.
interior smiling with the great music. And nobody's calling her. She's all lonely back there, folks. You should give her a call. You can see the look on her face right now. She really needs some attention. So the number to call, 602-277-5827-277-KTR. And you could be up after Rod and Phoenix, and we do have four lines available. The number once more, 602-277-5827. Rod, good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for asking, sir. Um, I actually live in the Moon Valley Gardens area, 19,500 Thunderbird. But I was in your area yesterday and drove by this tree, and I looked at it. And I thought those are big apples, but then I turned around and, and picked one off the ground, and it was a pear tree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's rock hard, but I just was so impressed with this tree being there in the first place. Um, do you know any idea what, what kind of a pear it would be? Were you over off of uh, about 3rd and Glendale, 3rd Street? Yes. Okay, there's a giant old kefir pear there, or we used to call it a three-pound pear, that's on the uh, south side of the road. And, you know, uh, this is on the west side of, uh, west side of, I don't remember what the street is there, but it's like the first street as you turn, uh, you're going, um, I guess, west on Rose, and then the first street, it's in between a couple of... Well, in, in that there. neighborhood, Rod, there's a lot of uh, old large pears. And, and mostly they're kefirs, and uh, they're they're a very large pear when they mature, and they're a hard pear. They're more of a cooking pear. You know, they don't get soft like some of the smaller ones do, and now some of the Asians and things have gotten more popular, like Florida homes and different ones. But um, they're kind of a great big old pear. But the trees, well, you know, different than uh, than like peaches and plums and things. Pear trees live for years, and there's some trees in that neighborhood that are 40 and 50 years old. Is that something that uh, you would have at your store, say, in the fall? Or we that, do. That we have, but we don't sell as many kefirs anymore because that people don't tend to can pears the way they used to. You know, you used to have grandmas, you know, canned peaches and canned pears, and they would can them all, and, and that was the process. And that was a hard pear that was excellent for canning. But for eating, I'd recommend like a Florida home or, or one of the Asian pear varieties. Okay. Do you um, ever get citrons? Uh, we do do some citrons. I mean, different ones that we would do is like the Buddha's hand, you know, and some different ones. But we just don't have the demand for them. And when we grew more. Well, well they're kind of a limited usage uh, anyway. You know, well, I, they are. I, 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 we've got them in our grove, and I, and I can't pack them, really, because I have to wash them. And I would have to hand clean them all. So I don't know. We just we have a few trees out in the grove. And, and we do have them at different I, I times. Look, they're fun to zest. I, I was blown away with the one called Buddha's hand. Mm-hmm. It's just such an unusual-looking fruit. Oh, it, it's odd. I mean, we like I say, we do have some of those in the grove. I'm not sure that we have any in the nursery. Uh, we're going to graft about 5,000 young citrus trees ourselves on uh, on sour orange. We may make a few of those. Um, can you get fruit off of a uh, noodle plum? You can. There's one uh, called what, what Fancy. What do you do to get fruit to actually produce then on that? Well, the, do you have to have the right variety? So there's lots of cultivars of natal plum, and we don't really sell the big fruiting varieties much anymore because they just customers don't request them. But uh, there's one called Fancy that has a very large, big, fancy fruit that's the size of a regular plum, and uh, they're they're not bad. They're not they're not as sweet as a plum, but they're kind of their own unique flavor. Well, when I was at your nursery, yeah. <laughs> about a year ago, 
I, I said, you know, I specifically wanted a, a fruiting natal plum. So mm-hmm. he, he rummaged through the small plants and he said, oh, here's one that's got one on it. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that it will produce for me or is that just... Uh, well, no, a lot of them will produce. The regular tuttle the, the most common natal plum, the one that we just really call natal plum, that'll fruit. You know, but it won't fruit. Is they, they, we used to grow the fancies for fruit, but, but the fancies make a six to eight foot plant with, you know, impenetrable thorns. They have a lot of bad characteristics, and uh, but the good characteristics they have big fruit, but they never were very popular, and uh, so that's why we don't grow them any longer. Right. Uh, last question. A couple, yeah. couple of years ago, I, I planted a seven percent. Um. Why did you pick that persimmon versus some of the other different varieties? Well, ones that were available more, we found some of the, the newer ones uh, seem to take the heat better here. You know, our biggest problem with persimmons here in the valley is keeping them from sunburning. You know, the plants really have a rough go getting started. Once established or in the right location, you can grow some pretty fine quality persimmons. And I happen to love persimmons. If you freeze them, and, you know, put them in the freezer, they take them out, chop them up, put them with ice cream. They're absolutely delicious. But, you know, they're more difficult to grow here than most of the fruits are. So that variety seemed to take the heat better. Rod, thanks for the call. Have a nice weekend. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Next, we've got Caleb, then Deb, and then it could be you. The number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Caleb, good morning. Good morning. I uh, live out in Chandler Heights, in the Queen Creek area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a, an older home with quite a bit of, of grass, and gophers have just wreaked havoc, and I'm trying to kind of level it out and make it flat. Is there, what would you suggest to put on there? I might have read maybe like a sandy loam compost mix. But what do you suggest? Well, if, you know, if you're adding some organic material, are you going to use it for pasture, Caleb, or what are you going to do with this area? Part of it's pasture, part of it's just the backyard, front yard. Okay. Um, so you're going to really want to go after the gophers because they're going to be a problem for you no matter what to eliminate them. But um, if you want to build the soil up. rid of most of them. Yeah, it, it takes persistence, though. They don't, they don't give up easy. They don't know how to die with dignity, we say. You know, they, uh, they, they linger on, and you have to really get some cooperation oftentimes with neighbors, too, so everybody kind of eliminates them at the same time. But um, sure. at any rate, you know, anything you do organic-wise is going to help build your soil. You know, so you can, you can till the soil if you want to, if you're going to plant new lawn, and you could add in organic material like a good compost. Uh, you have to make sure it is composted because it's going to eat nitrogen if it's not. And, and those things will help build soil. Um, you know, oftentimes it's, it's easier if you're going to level something out and grow it for a lawn just to go ahead and, uh, you know, the problem with the compost is, is you have to till it in evenly. You have to level, you know, perfectly, then rewater and resettle it or else your lawn's going to have waves in it and make sure you stay off it with a new lawn portion, you know, or keep animals out of the pasture. But anything you can do, I mean, you could build it up. You could put in chicken manure. You could add in the steer manure if you can leach it in. Well, you know, you could use a compost. All those things will work and help build up your organic material in the soil. Also, fertilizing okay. with organic fertilizers like melargonite, you know, are things you can put okay. on top or chicken manure, and those will help build up your soil, too, and your biodiversity and make your soil healthier. And all those things are good, Caleb. All right. Very good. 
Good. Another question. When they moved into the house, we have a mesquite tree, and they planted too close to the house. Mm-hmm. And it's leaning towards the house. It's probably eight to nine inches. Do you know if there's anything you can do to kind of pull that away when they're that big? Well, Caleb, it's going to be more corrective pruning. You know, and the problem with mesquites is you could have a Chilean. And a Chilean mesquite has, you know, fairly uh, shallow roots that can run along the surface. And as they get large, uh, they can blow over. So when they're too close to the house, they can really be problematic. You're either going to have to keep it pruned or maybe just plant a new one out further away from the house. Okay. The good part about a mesquite is you can plant another smaller one, even if you plant a 24-inch box. And you can have an 8 or 9-inch caliber in three years if you water and feed it. Thank you, Caleb. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Well, and it looks like we've got uh, Julie Levin running in the studio here. She's going to inform us on what's happening in the world. We're going to come back after the break with Deb and Sun Lakes, then Tom and Scottsdale. Beautiful morning out there, folks. I hope you can all do a good rain dance because no matter what happens, these clouds, we want them to participate in the weather for the next few days. If we have them hanging around, we'd love to get some rain out of them. You can give Julia, uh, give Shira a call during the break at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Sunday morning. It's not quite rainy yet, but we're gonna we're playing a few rain songs to try and encourage the weather to, to happen. Yes, it is a beautiful Sunday morning. We do have two lines available. Number to call 602-277-5827-277 KTAR. Let's see. Next up we've got Deb over in Sun Lakes. Hi, Deb. Earth to Deb. Come in, Deb. I think it does, not Deb. Okay. Hello. Uh, yes, hello. Can yeah. Uh, kind of a rough connection. You're on a speaker or something? Uh, no, well, how how is it now? I was trying that's to pick a, my phone up. That's a little better. Okay. Um, my wife wants to grow some, uh, you know, a, like a vegetable garden. Mm-hmm. And she purchased uh, two um, raised plant deals. All right. How large um, are they? What, I'm sorry, what? How large are the containers that you're going to 
plant these raised okay. gardens? Okay. They they have each one of them has like three shelves to it, kind of. Uh-huh. Uh And each one of them is eighteen by eighteen. That's usable. And how deep? Um, well, each each one of them is eighteen inches deep and eighteen inches wide. Okay, eighteen inches. And they're kind of stacked. They're stacked on top of each other, but like the bottom one is thirty six inches. Okay, I got but you. You can only you can only use eighteen of it. Mm-hmm. I can see it now. But so, what, what I'm wondering is is what kind of plants would be you know what kind of vegetable garden would be the best? Well, it depends on what kind of area you're going to plant it in. And, you know, what you enjoy eating. You know, you can certainly well, this time of year, you can grow tomatoes and you can grow cilantro and you can make, you know, throw a few peppers in there. You don't have like a salsa garden. Uh, okay. you know, so there's a lot of different things that will work in a garden that size. If you like eggplant, that could be a feature plant in one of them. And, and those types of plants can last for a long season. You know, if you want to grow, you know, little patches and grow around them and grow, you know, winter greens. You can grow, you know, the things like, you know, cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli. You can grow lettuce. I mean, we're coming right into this great winter season here. So it's a good time to plant gardens in the valley. Okay. And um, the east end of the property is is the only really place I've got to to put these. Mm -hmm. So can you put it away from Um, the house on the east side? Well, kind of away from the house, but then it's up against the uh, the wall. Okay. Well, if if you can get six to eight hours a day of direct sunlight, they should do fine. No, I can get that much. Yeah. Okay. And on the tomato plants, what kind would you recommend? Well, for the fall season, you want to have ones that have a pretty short, you know time before they're going to bloom and set fruit. So if you want to make sure you have success, you can do giant cherries or sweet 100s, and those are the small tomatoes. Things like early girls will do very well, too. Uh, You can do romas, and you'll have one crop. Um, So all those shorter cycle tomatoes are going to be the best for the fall because the days are going to get shorter, and you want to get a crop off. Now, if you're going to carry those tomatoes all the way into the spring, then it doesn't much matter. You can grow a lot of different ones. But, you know, if you're kind of new to it, I would certainly recommend doing some cherries or giant cherries and you'll get a lot of tomatoes off of those okay um all right um i guess that's all right well have have fun the best time to plant is going to be from plants okay not really from seeds Mm -hmm. seeds kind of takes a long time but if you'll plant from starts and plants and plant in about two or three weeks and uh, so you can get your garden all set up right now, get the soil ready to go, and then I, w- I would plant from from starts or from plants, you know, in a couple weeks. Okay. All right. Have fun. Thank you very much. I appreciate the help. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Uh, Tom and Scottsdale. Good morning, Tom. Hey, good morning, Brian. Hey, Brian, quick two questions. Strawberries, uh, uh, what's the best time to plant, and do you recommend any varieties? For well, yes. Actually, it's a great call for this time of year. The best time to plant strawberries is going to be here in September. So we're almost okay. to strawberry season. And there's sequoias. I mean, there's a lot of different strawberries. And you'll find you can grow a lot better tasting berries at home uh, than what you buy in the store. I mean, so many of the, st- you know, the berries in the store anymore are grown for size. And, and you can grow some really sweet, delicious strawberries. But you want to get them planted in September uh, to have a crop in the spring. Okay. 
uh, but no specific variety that stands you out. You know, I haven't grown enough of them differently, and there are different, you know, cultivars and varieties. Um, you know, the older ones that I'm familiar with are older ones that I'm familiar with because I'm older. But uh, I, I, I <laughs> yeah. think for the most part, you know, they're going to be pretty reliable on those guys. And, and are uh, the plants in the nursery yet? No, no. We won't have them for about another three or four weeks. But uh, it okay. seems like an odd kind of time to plant them. But, you know, in fact, that's a, that's a note to myself. <laughs> Make sure that we get uh, the strawberries set up because you'll have so much better success planting strawberries in the fall than the spring. And uh, Oh, for sure, yeah. So, yeah. See, see, sometimes, okay. you guys, I, I learn, I remember, I remember things that I forget. So, yeah, note to self, yeah, I better well, get some strawberries in there. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I, I resemble that remark, too. Yeah, okay. Hey, uh, second question. Um, star jasmine, at the very end of the, uh, the the stems on the new growth, there's kind of like this cheesy growth on the stems on the new growth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. Do you have an idea what that looks like? It's kind of, Tom, have you used any herbicides around at all? No, no, no. Okay, no herbicides. Because there, there are some herbicides that will stunt the growth. It could be that it had a lot of thrip on it. They kind of, you know, got into it. And thrip will get no, on no, almost no, anything. No, 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 these are growing fine. There's mm-hmm. this cheesy stuff that's on the stems. Send me a picture, Tom. I'll tell you okay, what. It looks, um, it, it looks like cheese. I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if it's plant or animal. Kind well, of it could be scale. I mean, you can get cottony cushion scale and some different barnacle scales and things, which are insects that look like a little white glob out towards the end. And those yeah. are something you yeah. want to go after. But you know what? Hold on the uh, the air here. I mean, hold on the phone after we get off the air and leave your All number right. with, with Shira, and I'll give you a call after the show, and you can text me a, a photo of them. And we can okay, take a look and good. make sure what it is. Okay, hold, hold on, and we'll be back with you Appreciate after the show. Uh, Nancy and Tempe, good morning, Nancy. Yeah, hi. Um, I've got a question about a yellow oleander tree. Um, I have created it to be um, tall so it would cover a canopy to my second store bathroom window. Mm-hmm. But since I've replaced my windows and I no longer need that protection, and I would like to shorten it down to just uh, no taller than five feet because it's so dang messy, <laughs> and I get so much debris in my swimming pool. I get it, Nancy. Can I? <laughs> it, can I cut that down to a certain level and then create it to be a shrub? Absolutely. You know, I was at our farm uh, yesterday or day before yesterday at Hyder, and uh, we had a Thavisha or yellow oleander there in the corner that was probably at one point twelve or fifteen feet tall, and then we've ignored it and tortured it, and it's the most beautiful. And we don't water it with the rain right now. It's the most beautiful little five to six foot bush, and uh, so you could take that Thavisha and just chop it off to two or three feet. And now is the perfect okay, time to so do it because it's got plenty of weather to come back and really fill in and get nice again. So be oh, merciless. Okay. Just cut it as short as you like. And if you leave it anything eight inches or more out of the ground, it'll come right back out. You know, if you see that you have That's a little good. trunk down That's there, good. you like the character, you might cut it off at two or three feet. But it doesn't really matter where you cut it. It's going to regenerate. And it'll come back. And this time of year, it'll come back within, you know, by October, it'll be a nice little push. Oh, excellent. I'm going to get that taken care of immediately then. My husband's like, that's crazy. You're cutting down a nice tree. And I'm like, I hate that tree. Well, let me ask you this, Nancy. <laughs> who, who cleans up all the flowers and debris? 
I do. See, so you can cut it any way you want. Just tell them if you're going to clean yeah. up all those flowers every single day, uh, then we'll leave it big. But you know, if if you're not going to be the one who cleans, then I'm going to whack it. Yep. Okay. Great. That's great news. He said you're going to kill it, so I'm happy to hear that. That's- <laughs> you're not going to kill it. <laughs> okay. You almost, you almost right. can't kill it. Hey, Nancy. Thank you. Have a oh, nice weekend. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye bye. Well, that leaves us with wide open phones, folks. We have Shira back in here, and she's she's just got this look on her face, like, "Golly, come on, where is everybody this morning? Are they sleeping? Are they playing in the rain? Well, it's not raining here, so you can't be out, you know, walking in the rain, walking hand in hand with the one you love just yet. Hopefully, it happens this afternoon, and uh, really, it might happen if you're up in the mountains somewhere. But it is an absolutely beautiful day, folks. We are here fall in Phoenix, and uh, this is like the late monsoon." early kind of fall thing and you know our real fall season for most of our planting is typically late september october but um, if you're a brave farmer and if this monsoon can last a few weeks um, you know right after this rain there's a lot you can get doing planting but for planting some things like citrus trees and palm trees and desert trees it's a huge advantage installing them now versus waiting till october you know this is perfect growing weather for citrus you know 100 degrees a little sticky uh they love it. Now we talk about fertilizing citrus and some different things. And you know, normally we wait to the you know the, the the weekend. You know, when we have the holiday weekend coming up in a couple of weeks. But um, you know, we don't have to wait wait till Labor Day. Now would be the perfect time with the rain to go out and fertilize your lawn, fertilize your citrus. You know, you can feed pretty much everything. There's no reason we have to wait till the first week of September when we're having weather like this. You know, we could just as easily be having weather like we did a few years ago, 115. Every Every day, but with this kind of weather, it's the perfect time to go out and feed pretty much everything in your yard. Not the real temperamental stuff, not like rose bushes, or maybe not so much on a peach tree, but just in general for hardier desert plants. If you want bigger, nicer, happier plants this fall with great blooms, feed them right now. Next up, we've got Henry in Phoenix. Good morning, Henry. Yeah, hi. Uh, I, I was one of your advice on our purple plum tree. It's about five and a half years old. Maybe it's older than that, but. Uh, it came out beautifully uh, at the beginning of the uh, summer. Uh, it has about a two and a half inch wide trunk. Uh, there, there were a lot of um, little insects, uh, you know, aphids or something, you know, biting the leaves, and I sprayed that. Uh, and they seem to help it. And then uh, I did it, I think, a second time. But now the tree is sort of all dried up. Um, you know, there's some, it almost looks like it's dying. I mean, there there is also, um, uh, uh, there's some new growth trying to come out of, of, like, the trunk and on some of the branches, you know, purple, like purple little you leaves. You know what I would do for it right now, Henry? I would just give it a little gypsum. I would take some gypsum and work it in around the base of the tree and okay. water it in. And, um, you know, keep in mind the fact that it doesn't have as much foliage on it. This new tree is not going to use as much water, so it doesn't want to stay wet all the time. Where are you okay. located with cross streets? Uh, Tatum and Shea. Okay, or, so you, you have know, really heavy clay soil right in there. Yes. So you want to only water it once a week. But work some gypsum okay. in around it. Cut the water back to once a week. And kind of like the Beatles song, just kind of let it be, you know, because okay. you can try too hard and kill it. Right, so on the gypsum, how deep do you go? Like a couple inches just or something? Just rake it in or? around the top and water it in. It's fairly soluble with the water, and it okay. will actually leach down in the soil, and it releases the other fertilizer and helps clean up the salts. So. Do you think 
think maybe I was overwatering it? I or think so in your neighborhood, yeah. Oh, I think you're right, because I have those spikes that go down, you know, like uh, 18 inches. Right. Um, and I had that on like four times a week, I think. That's that's more water in your neighborhood. You know, our valley varies a lot. If you go up on the mountains, it's rock, and down where you're at, it's heavy clay. And with heavy clay soils, you can overwater pretty easily. So I, I would change the watering to once a week. Probably make sure we put the, if it's a new plant, put the water on down from the top to take this gypsum in. So you can just water it once a week with a hose. And, and work some gypsum in around the top, water that gypsum in, and then let it get drier in between irrigations, and it should pop, pop and bud back out pretty quick. So you think the water would actually cause the, the leaves to all, like, get dry? Well, and, they're going to suffocate. Basically, you know, it's like some oh. big guy holding your head under the canal. You oh, know, I hear just, you. Okay. Uh, so they have to have some oxygen in the roots, and if you're watering it four times a week with heavy clay soil, you know, it's just... It's, it's, oh, it's and all the rain not, we've had, too. Well, it's not using any of the water. You know, once the leaves are burnt in a bad shape, it's not utilizing that water. So it has oh. no way to work and take it out, especially if it's a young tree. The other thing you'd probably want to check, Henry, in your neighborhood is make sure that you could dig around it before you put that gypsum on and find the original root ball where it was planted, which will have some organic material in it. And if right. you have clay on top of that, take that off as well. Okay. 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 All right. Thank you so much, Brian. Thanks, Henry. Okay. Bye-bye. Love it. Oh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with uh, Bud, then Laney, and then we've got three open lines. The number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Busted flat in Baton Rouge, waiting for a train, on a feeling near as faded as my jeans. Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained and rode us all the way into New Orleans. I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana. I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues. When she whopper slapping time, I was holding Bobby's hand in mine. We sang every song that Javi knew. Especially on a Chris Christopherson tune, but time is as it is. So I want to take a minute and invite you out to Whitfields. You know, now is the time, speaking of time, to plant citrus and palm trees and desert trees. They love this weather. You know, we've had enough run in some places to even wash some of the salts out. 
So if you've been waiting to plant that little orchard or if you want to plant a big desert tree, whether you're planting 15 gallons you want to plant yourself or if you want some big 72-inch box trees we can plant that are 30 foot tall from Whitfields, we're happy to do that. No jobs too big, none's too small. If you need 1,000 palm trees for your development, we've got them. If you're looking for big citrus or you have some really beautiful 48-inch box, uh, we call them Sinsamia Sinfruta lemons. There was a block of lemons that we grew that don't have near as much fruit as they should, so they're not going to be equitable for us to grow in our citrus orchard, but they're beautiful for landscape trees. And if you want a few lemons and a beautiful tree at home, they have some beautiful high-quality lemons, just not very many of them. Whatever your dreams are, from date palms to mule palms to big American mesquites, maybe you want that perfect fruitless olive like a Swan Hill, come out and see us at Woodfill. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale Avenue, the East Valley Cooper, the same as Stapley in Guadalupe, or 2647 East Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south of the Sky Harbor Airport. Woodfill Nursery for four generations, growing trees here for Arizona's future. Uh, let's see, next up we have Elena and Chandler. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Fantastic. Thank you for asking, Elena. Well, my question is, I live in an apartment building in Chandler, southwest, third floor, and every time I try to grow anything, it just dies. My ponytail cactus, the cactus is the succulent are okay, but anytime I try to grow herbs or um, a plant, it just dies. So most of the plants are moved indoors. In an apartment, you only have one window, and that's it. So what? I can't grow herbs in the kitchen. Are you growing? Are you are all. you growing on a balcony, Elena? I am trying to grow on a balcony, but I think now that I'm listening to your show, I was told at the nursery that cactus potting soil would be fine for anything. No, no, it's going to be too light. No, I think that's going to fix a lot of your problem. You know, and up there where you're doing a limited space garden, I would invest in the best potting soil you can buy. You know, like Ocean Floor is a really good brand. And you get a lot of difference with different kinds of potting soil. And you'll find if you come to the nursery, they can show you the different varieties for different types of plants. But, you know, if you buy a better grade soil when you're going to grow a few plants and you're not trying to plant an acre, you're just trying to plant a little vegetable garden, uh, it'll be worth your investment. Well, you can grow peppers in containers for years. I mean, peppers are, you know, one that you can keep for three. And up on a balcony, you might keep a plant for four or five years. In fact, I've seen three-year-old basil, you know, growing in a location like yours. So as long as your containers oh, are large enough to, to, to man, you know, to maintain the, the root system, you can grow a lot of plants there for a long time. And the big advantage being up on that third floor is you're pretty much frost-free. What exposure do you have? What side do you get sun from? I get the southwest. Southwest. So you're going to get some pretty hot sun, okay? So that yes. that, that being uh, said, you. you might want to start a little bit later, <laughs> you know? Oh, so okay. Maybe, okay. maybe get your thing started here in a couple weeks when we're sure the temperature is going to be cooler. <laughs> that or move them back into the patio or if you can find a place where they're going to not have the heat of the sun when they're brand new. But I would say if you planted new vegetable things like that and plant what you enjoy. You know, if you like tomatoes, plant tomatoes. Peppers, if you like peppers. You know, eggplant's a great plant. You can keep, you know, your cousin Fred the eggplant there for five years if you want to. So you'll have a great opportunity. 
Uh, how many inches would I need for the eggplant? Because my basil, I had to hide my basil under the bench because it got so hot. Well, the, 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 the ba- well, see, your, your soil was bad, Elena. So I think you've answered your own <laughs> problem. But but do spend money, buy good soil. Like I said, the ocean floor is a really good one. Um, you know, and you want to buy the best quality soil you can. Happy Frog makes some nice products, but there's some different soils. But you want a heavier soil that's going to retain more fertilizer and moisture. And cactus soil absolutely will not work uh, when you're trying to grow vegetables and herbs. You just can't keep it wet enough. Ah, that's what it is. That's awesome. Well, have fun. Take care. Bye-bye. Bud in Phoenix. Good morning, Bud. Hello? Hi, Bud. Hey, a good friend of mine's ficus tree fell over yesterday, so I went over there and helped her get it back up with some stakes in the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's very top-heavy. The the base of the tree is about almost three inches wide. Okay. Okay, and I don't think... I don't think that it's gotten roots deep enough into the ground to be stable on its own. Mm-hmm. And now she decides she doesn't want the tree there anymore, and she wants to know if I would like to have it transported over to my house a couple of miles away and dig, have a, my landscaper dig a hole and plant the tree in my place. It's a ficus tree. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you can probably salvage it. I mean, ficus trees transplant fairly easily. It's, you know, the problem is right now we can get very hot here over the next, you know, this weather doesn't necessarily stay for the next month. You know, we could we could easily be 110 again. And if you're trying to move it right then, it would be more difficult for the tree. If uh, you would transplant it after the 15th of September, I think you'd have a better chance. But, you know, if, if all is what it is, if you want to move the the tree now where does the foliage start on the tree how, how low from how high from the ground about 50 percent up of the stump i mean the, the base of the tree mm-hmm. so 50, if, you, 50. if you wanted to move the tree and be assured it was going to make it if you would cut the top you know third of the tree off so it's not trying to support as much and dig out a root ball and move it that way and use some super thrive you could uh or it might be you know easier for you just to invest in buying a new younger healthy tree and start over Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Sue and Prescott. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. How are you? Great. Thanks for asking. Um, I have a question about um, silver oaks or maples. I forget which. And witch's broom. Have you heard of that? Uh, I know what silver maples are. I know what witch's broom is. I've never seen uh, the witch's broom in a maple. Well, uh, we've got it. We had okay. it. My kids got two trees. Um, one is on the uh, southeast corner of the property. The other one's on the northwest. Mm-hmm. The one on the southeast, um, about six weeks ago, had all these huge pom-poms on the end of all the branches. The trees okay. are almost five feet tall, inch and a half um uh, trunk. Okay. And so I went to a nursery. They told me what it was. I used the spray that they told me and I pruned off the, um, all the excessive stuff. I just wondered, is that a repetitive thing? They told me they didn't know if it would go away. They said it probably was not transferable to my other tree, but, um, it looks okay since we pruned so it, it and it, I've been feeding. It wasn't bagworms, yeah. was it? It wasn't like big nest of little caterpillars. No, no, they were just like pom poms, you know, uh, like a, a bunch, of, a fifth size bunch of new leaves. Okay, so it's, it might be something, you know, more like a mistletoe type of thing where you can prune it out. And I think well, you, I did. Uh, 
Okay. And I got the foliar spray stuff they told me to use. So mm-hmm. do you think that'll take care of it? Well, it should. Well, now, what's going to happen with most of those? They're going to be spread by birds. Okay. So if you have a lot of oh. it growing out in, in nature in your neighborhood, you know, the birds no. will come and, and sit up there and roost and, and, and reseed it. But if you don't, you'll probably okay. be fine. Okay. Well, great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, Sue. Uh, Trey and Gilbert. Good morning, Trey. Trey, doing, Trey? Well, if we got 30 seconds, do you have a really quick question? Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, tie in cypress and, um, I want to put them in my yard. Is it a good time to do that now? No, it'd be better to plant them in September. And typically, I don't remind them. I recommend them. You want to stay on the line? We can talk more after the break. Sure. Hold on. All right. We'll be right back after the news with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. In the meantime, you can give Shira a call at 602-277-5827. We're here every Sunday from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM KTAR.